Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Romans 12, but before we go there and start our reading, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today and thank you for all that you do. Thank you for who you are and the fact you love us even when, candidly, I don't deserve it. And yet you, the creator of the world, in all your majesty and your power, you care about me. And I'm so grateful. So, Father, I pray today as we go about our our reading that we would focus on you and who you are, that we would love you because we know you more. I pray, Holy Spirit, for you to guide us, that you would speak to us and provide us with your understanding. I just lift up this time. I beg for your presence, and I'm grateful for all you've done for us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So it's interesting that in Romans 12, we have, I I primarily have two or three, I'm sorry, three commentaries I use. I use A.W. Tozer's. I use Kent Hughes, uh, Preaching the Word commentary. And then I read and have commentary that is from A.W., I'm sorry, from Charles Spurgeon. And it's not only his commentary, but it's also his sermons. And both Hughes and Tozer focus on the first couple verses of chapter 12. And I'm going to read Tozer after we finish the reading. And I'm also, I've put into the description of this, of this uh, chapter, comments and writings from Kent Hughes. But we have from Spurgeon, all of his sermons that he did were never about verses one, two, or three. They were all the second half with a lot of focus on overcome evil with good. And uh, I just found it interesting that we had such a a difference amongst so many, you know, amongst the great pastors of our time. So anyways, I just thought I'd bring that up. With that, why don't we go ahead and just get right into the reading of chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is is giving, then give generously. 
If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, so much of this talks to me. It encourages me, and it gives me direction. But it also convicts me, because I'm not that peacemaker. I'm not that person who keeps his mouth shut. I'm not that person who doesn't seek retribution. I'm not that person who turns the other cheek. And if I do feed my enemy, if I do give them drink, it's because of the last sentence. (laughs) In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. I'm pretty aggressive. And so these are things that I need to work on. And it's been very eye-opening the last few days, last week or so, when really I read about turning the view out from inwards and turning it outwards and moving my focus from me and the things I do right and wrong and really just praising God, turning the focus on him at all times. And so it's, it's quite a change in thought for me. And so then I can read, you know, to do all these things or not do these things. And I just struggle with it, but I, I have to be convinced that or understand that by worshiping God alone and not worrying about myself, my behavior, that my behavior, my mind and my being will be renewed by Christ because of my focus on him. So let's see what Tozer has to say about Romans 12. He focuses on verses one and two. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So Tozer has a pretty short statement about this. He writes, To will the will of God is to do more than give unprotesting consent to it. 
It is rather to choose God's will with positive determination. As the work of God advances, the Christian finds himself free to choose whatever he will, and he gladly chooses the will of God as his highest conceivable good. Such a man has found life's highest goal. He has been placed beyond the little disappointments that plague the rest of men. Whatever happens to him is the will of God for him, and that is just what he most ardently desires. But if it is only fair to state that this condition is one not reached by, by many of the busy Christians of our busy times, until it is reached, however, the Christian's peace cannot be complete. There must be still a certain inward controversy, a sense of spiritual disquiet which poisons our joy and greatly reduces our power. So, that's such a powerful statement. I, I've read it four times. This was the this was the fourth, um, and it's still. But it really strikes me of, you, we only really have peace, true peace, and it when we go after God's will and God's will only, knowing that. All the little disappointments we have in our lives, they go away when we're focused on God's will because we know it's his will. It's an interesting concept. It's a very deep concept for me, but it's one that I'm striving for. And I think that really comes through just praising God, focusing on his majesty and not on my lack of anything, everything, (laughs) not on all my faults, but the majesty of God. And asking, what do you want today? So with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Lord, what do you want today? How can I serve you? What do I need to learn? What do I need to do? How can I praise you more fully? For Father, doing your will is the highest of our callings. It is what brings us joy and fulfills us. So, Father, I submit myself to your will, and I just pray you give me the strength to fulfill it. I thank you for all that you're doing for us, and I lift your name up. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.